Hello, and welcome to Pokédex Pathfinders, where we explore the Pokédex at a leisurely pace. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. On today's episode, we talk about numbers 16 through 18, the Pidgey family. Ben asks me questions on Blaine's quiz show. And we talk boring and uninspired Gen 1 designs. Let's get to it. All right, starting off today, we have number 16, Pidgey. It is normal and flying type, which is interesting because it's actually the first of both of those types that we get. It is the tiny bird Pokemon, which I thought was funny that Squirtle was the tiny turtle Pokemon, and now this is the tiny bird Pokemon. And I kind of just wish all of the like early Pokemon that you run into were just the tiny this. <laughs> that everything was the tiny one. <laughs> Biology information. Uh, first thing I wanted to make a note of, this is the exact same size as Weedle and Caterpie. It is listed as one foot tall. Wow. I, I would not expect that. God, so they're pretty much on equal playing field then, because uh, you think of birds eating bugs, but uh, not in the Pokemon world, I guess. Yeah, also the fact that the bugs in that world have giant spears on their head. Yeah, Pidgey's saying, screw that. It's not dealing with it. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if my options are to go to the store and buy a steak or go out in the wild and kill something the same size as me with a spear on its head, I'm just going to go to the store. Yeah, it's a no. I'm not dealing with that. I don't know if Pidgey has the same option to go to the store, though. Oh, you don't know. Who knows? That's fair. I mean, if it's with with a trainer, is it like one of those things where they can like just send it to the store like the dogs? Send your Pidgey in for a pack of smokes. (laughs) Pidgey, go get me some menthols. (laughs) Uh, It's for my trainer, I swear. People should buy that. It's like the it's like when they would do it with kids in the 60s. Whatever. It was a simpler time. I did have a note speaking of, so there's there was a comment uh, in the biology information of the Holy Bulbapedia that said, and I quote, it can travel straight back to its nest no matter how far it is from home. I immediately started thinking about carrier pigeons. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I was going to say, Pidgey is bringing us right back to the scientific side of Pokemon. That is going to be a theme of this episode. We're going to get real scientific on this one. Ooh, I'm excited. I've I've actually oh, yeah. been digging that things are less character and uh, more science and nature driven. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got another one. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, that's a characteristic of birds that they can remember where they need to go. I mean, birds that fly south for the winter can always make it to where they're going and they can make it back. So that does make sense. You know, I didn't even think about that. Do Pidgeys migrate? I mean, well, it says they live in temperate forests, so... But like, I guess what maybe what part they of the do? Year? Maybe they do. I mean, like, am I going through Viridian sometimes, and there's Pidgeys in the the uh, spring and summer, but in fall and winter they fly to a different region? That would actually be pretty cool if they did like a regional variant where it's just like a smaller or larger version of Pidgey because it migrated. And that's a good question, anyway. Does Viridian Forest go through seasons? Because when I was a kid, I thought of it more like a rainforest, but. It's probably not. It's probably oh, it's more just like, like a regular forest. It's just like, that's how it is all year. Yeah, or does it experience fall? It's kind of cool. I, You know, there's no... I'm shocked that with all the stuff that they... That was like the big deal in Gen 2 was that it had time of day. I mean, obviously, Sword and Shield are now on like an internal clock and everything. And they know and they can communicate with each other. And there's events for specific seasons and everything and uh, holidays and all that. Why don't they have any sort of... Maybe it's something that they're going to have in the next game or whatever, where like as you go through the seasons, I think Animal Crossing had that where 
different times yeah, of the year. Yeah, the change of seasons in Animal Crossing. Yeah, that'd be but neat. But even, to... even all the way back in Gen 4, they had things like it would only, sh- you know, certain Pokemon would show up at certain times of day. You could only catch something at night or only catch something on a Thursday. Gen so 2. they toying with La- that idea. Gen 2, Lapras was only available on Fridays. Hey, at least that's easy to remember. It's true. Lapras only likes to stay the... up late on a Tuesday. Lapras was working for the weekend. Aren't we all Lapras? Aren't we all? <laughs> Some other biology things I want to talk about. It said Ekans is its natural predator and it likes to feed on sea dots. All right. I assume it's eating more than just sea dots. It's probably eating other uh, seeds and things in the wild, but I know they always love to throw out a specific Pokemon. I would definitely watch as as morbid as it may sound watching an Ekans kill a Pidgey would be kind of cool oh man a a nature documentary of Pokemon in general would just be so cool and I guess that's what Pokemon Snap is right now uh, but I want something fully narrated that is like that because yeah I really like seeing these these relationships that the Pokemon have with each other Pokemon Snap narrated by David Attenborough Yes, David Attenborough, of course, or Morgan Freeman, both I'll accept. Well, we'll we'll pitch this to Game Freak and uh, we'll see. We'll let them pick. I like that they specifically mentioned CDOT because Pidgey to me, so I, I looked it up, Pidgey is much more along the lines of a sparrow in real life. It actually is not like a pigeon at all. It's much yeah, more no. like the, you know, the common neighborhood birds, but I would imagine those are eating seeds and fruit and things like that. So it makes sense that they would get the seed equivalent in Pokemon, which unfortunately is a living pokemon but what can you do yeah it 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 always gets a little weird when they start talking about pokemon eating each other because then i always kind of think like what happens in battle when they run into each other i just eat them i mean that's one way to take out your opponent (laughs) pidgey use eat that c dot (laughs) (laughs) it it's probably super effective now so speaking of eating though this this is what led me down the biological rabbit hole Uh, So this was a quote about Pidgey that by flapping its wings rapidly, it can whip up dust clouds and create whirlwinds to protect itself. And it can also use this to flush out prey. I saw that. I wanted to see if that is something that happens in the real world because it sounds a little too fantasy element to be real. And unfortunately, it is. I couldn't find anything where birds are flapping bird. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything where they're flapping to get bugs out, but it really led me down all these different techniques that birds use to to catch prey. All right, give me and like it, one or two of the most interesting ones that you found. Well, so basically they're separated into hawking and gleaning, and it just means does the bird sit in the tree and look on the ground for its food, or does it look for something that's flying through the air and just take it right out of the air? Which one's which? Is hawking grabbing something out of the air? Yes. See, I, it, this goes back to what we had talked about with uh, Beedrill. I just love when it's real world enough that you start looking at stuff and kind of learn. And I kind of start learning about the animal in real life. And I just, I really feel like a lot of these early designs were intended to not be educational, but be inspirational for kids to learn more about the world around them. It was very inspirational, if nothing else, because I mean, we're going to see this through the whole line. They, they smushed a lot of ideas together from the real world, but it's all based on some kind of fact, and that, that is pretty cool as we go through the, the Pokédex. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the specifically about biology information? Not about the biology. I mean, this thing is just like a bird that I would see in my backyard. That is really all it makes me think of. Yeah, I, again, it's a little boring to talk about, if I'm honest, but good game design. It, it's kind of the double-edged sword of like, 
it sounds like somebody just went out in their backyard and observed some birds and was like, okay, it, it very much reminds me we have uh, families of finches that lay eggs and we watch the babies grow up on our back oh, yeah. porch. There's a little spot for it. And like every year they show back up and it's like we almost kind of get to know these birds. And I feel I mean, that's how like a Pidgey feels just on a little bit smaller scale. Exactly. And I'll get into it more as we go through the line. But it's just that this is a Pokemon that is mundane, but we almost need that in the game a little bit. We need some normal everyday Pokemon. I like also this is very much a poke that feels like a a, I'm going to refer to it. We're going to come back to it for a lot of them. This is what I call a world building poke. Yes. Where they never have like a character. They never really seem to be that unique or individual. But like a lot of shots, you're going to expect to see them flying around in the background. If I walked outside in Kanto or whatever, I would expect to see groups of Pidgeys hopping around. It's it's very good at establishing that this is a lived in vibrant alive world yeah it just makes it feel more real uh in those first couple episodes of pokemon there were real animals you can see a shot of a bird here and there but they very quickly got rid of that because ultimately like if you're seeing a bird it should be you know a pidgey yeah it should be one of these totally um quick note i have about uh just the look of it Uh, i don't know if you saw this the black markings around its eyes are reminiscent of Ra and Horus, which were Egyptian gods. Yes, I I noticed that as well. We're going to see that through the whole line, that that is yes. a motif that they use. Which is awesome, because another thing that I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, as you were saying, I learned that uh, Ra and Horus were usually depicted in drawings they were focused around life and the sun, and they normally had the heads of falcons. So it kind of like works on multiple levels. Yeah, it's just that Pokemon design theme of we're going to take something from the real world, we're going to take some sort of legend, and we're going to try to smush it together, and it, it makes something unique. And I never noticed that part of Pidgey, you know, Pidgeotto line at all uh, when I was a kid. I never noticed it, but it's really cool that it was included because it, it's just something to... Something to think about now as you go back to it. I I had never noticed that. I just thought like, oh, it's the black around their eyes because 90s triangle eyes. But there's just a lot of stuff. I mean, it go like you were saying, going back to uh, legend, it's very it's a lot like uh, War Turtle was yeah, like legends that deep. I didn't it's even just, know about. Yeah. Multiple levels that you, you can learn about these things forever. So in speaking of in game, I have two notes about it. This is probably the first wild encounter sprite that a lot of people have. Oh, definitely. It was either this one or whatever is going to be on the next episode. I haven't read the Pokedex <laughs> yet, so I don't know. But I yeah, it's definitely one of these. I, I feel like for the majority of people, the first thing they're going to be seeing is is a Pidgey. And it looks, that sprite, it just looks like a bird. Like it looks like a finch. And it, and it's especially good that it's normal type. A normal type Pokemon is the first one you see. You see a standard issue Pokemon flavored Pokemon <laughs> yeah. to start. It doesn't get any more bland than Pidgey. No, but Pidgey does get cooler as Hope it goes. At least there's that. <laughs> I'm not saying it yet. A quick <laughs> game blurb. I almost saved this for trivia, but I didn't really know how to make it a good enough question. The shortest cry of any Pokemon at 0.181 seconds. <laughs> I wish I had I, a I was going to say, maybe I'll, I'll find a, a way to uh, add it in there or just give the best impression of it of... 
<laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's that's pretty much all it is. Good enough. I don't think we even... I Was that the real sound effect or was that me? Oh, yeah, no. Who, who would know? <laughs> well, now, I mean, now we gave it away, but, uh, oh, you know. Dang. Well... All right, but so I got I got one more fun thing about Pidgey. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, because the Japanese name puns, I mean, they just keep going and going. Oh, I'm excited. And so I don't know how to say the Japanese name. It's either Popo or Popo, but it is a shortening of the onomatopoeia uh, Popo Popo, which is the sound that pigeons make in Japan, apparently. That's so cool. Because we say it as cooing, but they say it as Popo Popo, and that's Pidgey's name. Let's let's uh let's keep an eye out for. I'm just going to have a list of things that I'm going to tell us to keep an eye out for. And I'm going to forget all of them. I won't remember either, so I'll make note. Good teamwork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are there any, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, other Pokemon where the English name or the English word for what they say is part of the name of the poke? I mean, there's got to be something on, on the spot, you know, I'd have to think back, but yeah, I mean, this is the equivalent of a Pidgey being named Chirp Chirp. Like that, that's be, what this is. That'd be a very boring name. Oh yeah. Well, that's how the Japanese feel when they're playing this game. <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's what it <laughs> says. Oh, cool. Great. It's certainly what it says. It cool. wasn't boring enough. You just made it cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> the normal type bird named cuckoo. Yeah. I, you know, it's really exciting to get into a game and the first thing you run into is a blob that goes, and is named Ooh. after what it says. Well, I do have like one or two cool cards and then we can get into like the real the real shit for this uh for this line. Okay. <laughs> Not like it really changes much. <laughs> uh let me take a shot in the dark and uh does one of your cards happen to be Koga's Pidgey? Oh, I purposely went no Koga's Pidgey because I'm going to have to talk about Koga's line later cuz Koga apparently has some good stuff. Did you? Because we talked about Koga last episode. I did not know this until looking through. Yeah, which is shocking because Koga's lineup in Red and Blue sucks. Yeah. Koga has, there's two Koga's Pidgeys in the same set. Yeah, they did that then. Um, just like now with the cards, you'll see like two different versions of a basic. Uh, they did that back then too. I think it was just to beef up the those intro decks. I don't remember that from anything in like base set through Neo. I thought they were always pretty unique for each poke in a set. Like, there wasn't even I really they, all uh, art back then. I think it was only the Gym Heroes and Gym Challenge they did it, but they were they were doing it in that set. Or does Koga just have a herd of Pidgeys? Yeah, Koga just really wants you to know that he has multiple. He doesn't want you to mistake one for another. A flock, excuse me. <laughs> oh my god, somebody out there, please start a Pokemon-themed 80s throwback band called flock of pidgeys <laughs> it is it is so niche and yet it would be so popular at the same time it would work because instead of having the wacky flock of seagulls haircut he could just have a pidgeotto haircut it's perfect which it we will perfectly. talk about um oh, yes. what no, card I, I was gonna talk about i i was gonna talk about base set okay original original fat pidgey he he's iconic just uh, standing there in that field. I almost fell asleep looking at that card. <laughs> I just I just remember opening that thing in packs, trading that thing away because you know because it sucks, and uh, <laughs> it's it's just an iconic card. Step one: open pack. Step two: throw Pidgey directly in trash. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice though that the Pidgey and the Pidgeotto cards from base set are basically the same thing? Oh yeah, they're they're the same well, card. Mean, the whole line is basically the same. Uh, Except alert. So th this is a little interesting uh, tidbit. 
that I don't think they do this anymore, but there is a base set Pidgey and Pidgeotto, and there is no base set Pidgeot. Oh, yes. A few of them, like, didn't make it in the first in the first set. I don't know why, because you told me that with Butterfree, too. Right. That, that Butterfree was not in base set. It didn't, didn't make it till the second set. Oh, they definitely wanted you to come back and buy more. It was a little sneak preview none of us saw coming. I guess. Um, one card that I wanted to mention, just because I love the artwork, and this goes across the entire line, Call of Legends. Okay, let me see this one. I'm not too familiar with this. It is All right, just, so it's sitting, it's sitting on a ledge or on a tree. Yeah, it's on a tree. I just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it seems like ancient Japanese art style. I, I don't, I'm not Yeah, it, it's almost this. like, it's, just, it's like woodblock print. And it, then they just stuck a Pidgey on there. Yeah, it, I just think it look it like it looks like classical art that somebody just so happened to Photoshop a Pidgey into. I I just really like the look of it. It does. And same thing for uh, all three of them. I really like the Call of Legends artwork. That's pretty sweet. I didn't even really know about that series. I don't even know what uh what year it's from. I don't think I've ever actually seen one in person either. No. You got anything else for cards? Uh, just Delta species. So that's. An electric Pidgey, which I was thinking about it, is just basically a small Zapdos at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny Zapdos Pokemon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I it's mean, just like an alternate universe Zapdos. <laughs> it does kind of look like if Z- <laughs> it's like Zapdos's little cousin who's just kind of jealous and wants to be cool. Yeah, exactly. I love that they also made it a Delta species and still just gave it wing attack. <laughs> It's like, oh, who cares? Yeah, it's they were PG. like, you don't get anything interesting. <laughs> no, sorry. Well, moving on, uh, number 17, Pidgeotto. It is normal and flying type. It is the bird Pokemon. I think that's very appropriate because I want to take this opportunity to say that this might be the worst offender in Gen 1 of the Pokemon trope of basic is pokemon stage one is bigger pokemon stage two is biggest pokemon they all look the same oh this is this is the number one offender but what i will say is i think this is one of the only pokemon that i can think of where i may be wrong on this but pidgeotto to me is the most popular of the three i think when you think about this line you think about pidgeotto the most i'll take this uh opportunity to reference the favorites poll from reddit pidgeotto ranked the lowest oh my god how could it rank the lowest dude because pidgeot is the same exact thing just slightly cooler yeah but i'm telling you something about uh, i'll tell you during pidgeot but something about the scarcity of those cards just made me always think about Pidgeotto first. I wonder if that has something to do with like how they appeared in the game, because I feel like you run into a Pidgeotto around every freaking corner in Gen 1. And Pidgeotto has that long red hair. Pidgeot has longer red hair. It's the same thing. Like, I, I just got to ye- like red and yellow. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying. <laughs> it's red and yellow for Pidgeotto, uh, too. No, save it because I have almost nothing for Pidgeot. It is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we could basically just say, and on to number 17 and 18 at the same time because it's the same Pokemon. Pidgeotto slash Pidgeot. We have. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a question, though, about design and the name of it. Sometimes I think that Pidgeot should have been the stage one and Pidgeotto should have been the stage two. And especially for the I'm mostly talking about the name. Oh, it would 100 percent make sense for it to be switched. But I know the reason why Pidgeot has the name that it has. Go ahead. So it is a combination of Pigeon, obviously, and the word Jet. 
because Pidgeot is supposed to be really fast. Okay. So I think they just wanted to be clear that it was the fastest one. Yeah, all right, that's fair. By the way, speaking of going, we are just going to go very out of order here, but Pidgeot can apparently fly faster than the speed of sound. <laughs> yeah, I mean, makes sense. It's a it's a bird after all. What? What? <laughs> that, <laughs> I, that I actually was wondering. Gained as weight. A, from I was, its other form. <laughs> <laughs> As I was reading that, I was like, is this the 10-year-olds making the Pokedex at work? That again? is a like, 100%. It can totally fly faster than the speed of sound. Oh, yeah, that that's a 10-year-old reference right there. That is, a 10-year-old learned about it because they think jets are really cool at the moment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> My dad saw so a like, Pidgeot one time outrun a jet. Thing basically goes Mach 5. It's <laughs> <laughs> caught like... Right, back to... Back to Pidgeotto. <laughs> oh, were we not this, talking uh, about Pidgeotto? It's hard to tell. Oh, well, it's certainly a catch-all. <laughs> uh, this this is the point where it goes from looking like a sparrow to now, this thing is definitely now an eagle or a falcon more than anything else. I think it has changed birds at you this point. You know what else is an eagle or a falcon? <laughs> a Pidgeot. Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you're not wrong. I, I No, I totally agree. Pidgeotto is... Uh, it they really kind of stuck with the Pidgey name, and it makes sense for the line of uh, the name and making things feel normal. This is not a Pidgey or a pigeon, excuse me. It is also not a Pidgey. That is an accurate statement. Hey, at least it's different from Pidgey. That's true. Uh, speaking of differences from Pidgey, I thought this was interesting. Pidgey is always seen in a flock, and it's all about a, a flocking Pokemon and you know world building. You see them flying together in the back and everything. Pidgeotto, a very solitary territorial uh, poke. And I just think that's interesting that it's going to switch from it spends all this time growing up in a flock and then suddenly it has a territory, much like a bird of prey, a falcon, eagle, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this thing is an eagle now. I saw that, too. It claims a territory. Um, and now it has it has new prey. It's it preys on execute and it preys on Magikarp. So it's uh, it's moving up a little bit. I want you to put a pin in execute for right now. That, that's going to come up all right. later. Now, I do have a scenario for you. Go ahead. So, all right, you know how we wake up in the real world and you can hear birds chirping away and they are being territorial, right? I thought they were like trying to bang. It, it's probably a little bit of both. Either way, they're certainly yelling about something, okay? Well, either way. So, but in Pokemon, uh, Pokemon say their own name, right? So, <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> you just hear a bunch of... Pidgeotto! Pidgeotto! <laughs> Just a chorus of yelling as you wake up in the morning. <laughs> I guess they're territorial, so you'd only have one of them, but do you? It, it, does it work the same with Pidgeys? Pidgey! 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 <laughs> it's going to be a lot... <laughs> It's gonna be a lot of awkward noises. <laughs> Dude, that's that's I an amazing. Did, I just had to bring that up. I had to. <laughs> that's an amazing point, and probably just the most annoying thought I've ever had. I mean, we'd have them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what you're saying is that the people who live like Pewter City or on the edge of Viridian Forest are dealing with Pidgeys screaming their own name in the morning and stinky caterpies. <laughs> it's it's not ideal. This I mean, sounds, that's why everybody wants to get out of town. This sounds like the lowest property values in all of Kanto. <laughs> yes. I'll take my chances on Cinnabar Island getting wiped out in a minor storm 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Lavender Town where there's ghosts. I don't give. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know what the ghosts don't <laughs> do? Wake up screaming their name at me. <laughs> they don't stink. They don't. I mean, maybe they do, but who knows? Yeah, Probably not. Yeah. I wonder if. I don't know. Gengar okay. oh, always kind of looks like it has a smell. That's true. All right. I I'll, mean, Ghastly is basically a fart cloud. He is just. He's just gas. Well, Save we'll it. talk about that later. All right, we'll get there. In an upcoming episode of yeah. Pokemon Pathfinders. I did have a biology point that I wanted to bring up, and it said, uh, this is also a, a pitch of how terrible would this be. It says it's capable of carrying its prey. It's very strong. It's capable of carrying its prey several miles to its nest. And I just thought, what a terrible way to die. Oh, yeah. Die. I am a fish. I am swimming along. And suddenly I get picked up and I just have to sail around for, I mean, it, to be fair, this thing is apparently flying at Mach 2, so it's not taking that long. Uh, but just like terrified flying above the earth until I get taken to a nest and eaten. Yeah, that Magikarp is in for a wild ride. Thank God they're dumb. Yeah, at least they're stupid. He's probably uh, is enjoying the view. <laughs> 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 what else do you have for uh, biology information about Pidgeot? Oh, so I mean, I I just like that whole territory thing. I wanted to see if that's common in general, and apparently most birds are very territorial. So I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, again, going back to the uh, finches that have a nest on my back porch, uh, they are very territorial. Yeah, some mean bastards out there. Yeah, if other birds come up, they are like ready to throw down. So I I kind of thought of though why I thought uh, Pidgeotto was the most popular. And it's because apparently Pidgeotto is one of the main Pokemon that Ash uses through that first season. Uh, it's one of his main battlers. All right. Well, since you're bringing it up, I think this is a good a good time to talk about Pidgey and this whole line. This whole line is used so much in everything in Pokemon. Um, a lot of notable characters have Pidgeotos or Pidgeots at some point, including Ash, Blue, uh, your rival in Gen 1, Faulkner, it's in Detective Pikachu. It looks great for the 3D yeah, Everybody transfer. has one. The 3D transfer is really well. If you look through oh. the list of notable appearances in the anime and even secondary appearances, a lot of secondary characters have them in the background. A lot of, you know, Koga's getting one, apparently. It's, this thing just seems Everybody's so popular. It's like a go-to. I mean, feasibly, it's everywhere, and this is one of those Pokemon that you would get in the beginning, and, you know, most most people were probably ditching it, but you could have this to the end. I mean, this thing could serve you well until the end if you wanted it to. I'm also just thinking about, too, in terms of, like, thinking from a real world, not, I'm sorry, not thinking from a real world, but, like, thinking from an in-universe standpoint, like, people have pet birds, wouldn't be unreasonable that they just form an attachment. I mean, some birds are pretty smart ish, but like, I mean, yeah, it seems common enough. Yeah. It, it, maybe this is something where like you catch one in the wild and you train with it and eventually it just becomes like a pet more so than I know they're all kind of pets, but more of a, a companion or something like those well, yeah, old one people of... that leave like their whole will to their cockatiel. <laughs> exactly. Well, and one of your choices earlier on was, a bee with drill for hands, which you might not want to be your friend. Yeah, I don't want to uh, hang out with to that. An, a bird, no. Or a stinky caterpillar or a a poisonous butterfly. Yeah, it's just not, or not as ideal as a bird. Why would there be a rat? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> so far, no. <laughs> I don't uh, know about any there <laughs> oh, so far uh, in my journey. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so far, there have been no rats. 
Uh, <laughs> especially not ones with annoyingly large teeth. We'll get there. Do you know the Japanese name for Pidgeotto? Not for Pidgeotto. It's Pigeon. It's just Pigeon. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, wow. <laughs> There, that was probably a big idea in the boardroom, though. They were like, all right, this pun is instead going to be an American word. So <laughs> yeah. That's the pun. And they're just kind of thinking to themselves, what the hell is a pigeon? I don't know. It just sounds cool. I don't know. But that name, though. Nobody tell them that they're like the ants of the sky. <laughs> what if it was supposed to go Pidgey, Pigeon, Pidgeot, and they shopped it to America and we were like, guys, no, that's already... That's already an animal. Just when I thought I couldn't hate the boringness of the name anymore, you go out there pitching these genius ideas. <laughs> what if it's the boring bird and it's just called bird? <laughs> it's normal type. It's a blob and it's a bird. That's that's <laughs> well, it. That's the all there is to talk blob, about. But, uh, it. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of Pokedex Pathfinders. And that's that. <laughs> Well, do you have any, uh, I kind of already said my notable cards because we've been going completely out of order because it's the same Pokemon. Oh, I've got, I've got a Pidgeotto card trend that I'm ready to bring up. Oh, I'm excited. Go for it. Are you going to try to All top right, so my uh, inflation of Beedrill comment from last week? It's not going to top it, but Damn it's it. at least going to, it's going to be a little weird. So Ooh. base, base set Pidgeotto, base set Pidgeotto is the middle evolution, and yet it's a rare. Because you're right, it didn't show up as Pidgeot until Jungle. For any of us only playing base set cards for that short amount of time, this was this was the rare. This was as far as it got. And as a non-player of the game, I thought Mirror Move was like this insanely strong move. I was like, no matter what happens, this thing is going to blast it right back at him. That's fair. And also with the double colorless energy from base set, a lot of these colorless uh aka boring pokes were pretty feasible to use or at least pokes that had uh oh yeah an attack that could use colorless like Scyther. yeah you could use this thing now so all right so keep in mind so that one was the middle evolution that was a rare well koga's pidgeotto is also a rare and oh koga does not have he doesn't have a pidgeot it just stops there. That's a good point. So that's what I mean. I feel like there was this real focus on Pidgeotto as a Pokemon, and I never really understood why. At least in the cards. Maybe they just in the show. Maybe they just didn't think people would be able to tell the difference. And people just stopped caring by then. They just forgot that they didn't include it. Or another option: you get a Koga's Pidgeotto, and you just wipe white out the TO. Nobody's gonna know. Who would ever know? <laughs> I already. <laughs> I already listed my uh, notable card, the Call of Legends, again. The artwork, I know it's the same thing. I know I'm sitting here giving you grief for base set Pidgey and Pidgeotto being the same thing, but yeah, the Call of Legends for Pidgey and Pidgeotto, it's exactly the same, but I'm just into it. Hey, if it's cool, it's cool. We're just going to draw it again. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did with the poke itself, so why not for the card? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless we're designing you know, Pokemon for a game where the whole idea is for them to be different. (laughs) Well, speaking of moving on to the same thing, number 18, Pidgeot. It's normal and flying type. And you know what? It's the bird Pokemon again. Now, to be fair, this thing is, it's beefier than Pidgeotto. I always thought that its hair was longer. I always thought that it had yellow with a little bit of red and rather than full red. I don't think this thing is any beefier I mean, it, it's supposed to be a foot taller than Pidgeotto. Okay, sure, I'll give you that one. 
But like, I always thought it was thicker around the midsection. I think it looks exactly the same around the midsection. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, they've they effectively tricked me. With I the literally like. Hair. <laughs> I, I'm not even like. I'm not trying to be a downer or anything. But there's definitely been times where I've seen pictures of like a Pidgeot or a Pidgeotto. I can't. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Oh, I've a hundred percent mistaken one for the other. That that especially cannot be denied. early on Pidgeot had. Early on, Pidgeot had the multicolor tail. Yeah, that's that's extra confusing. Yeah, they had to drop a design element because nobody could tell the difference. <laughs> so we need something to be different. <laughs> well, so I, what did you think of Mega Pidgeot? All right, I I have the actual different Pokemon. That's kind of the point I was going to bring up. I actually kind of like the Mega Evolution. I'm down with the Mega. This is I my was a fan. I was a fan of the Mega. This is my favorite Mega Evolution so far, and I had this crazy like. As I was looking at it, I had this crazy thought. If you got rid of the weird streamer thing coming off its head, which I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, the anime hair. Yeah, pretty much. That's so you know it's a main character. (laughs) If you got rid of the streamer thing, I think that would actually be an awesome stage two. Yeah, it's sick. It has... The wings are larger. I really like that blue outline. For some reason, that really works. Yeah, it looks really cool. And those wings almost become finger-like at the tips. But I think it's just to detail it a little bit more. I I get why they couldn't do it. I mean, I'm I'm reminding myself like, okay, limitations of Gen One. There's only so much they could do. But like, if it went Pidgey, Pidgeotto, Mega Pidgeot minus Head Streamer, I think that would actually be a really solid uh, uh, progression. It would be so awesome. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think the only way that they truly retconned this was just by making more improved versions of this line in later gens. I, I just think that's ultimately what they did. Yeah, did Mega Pidgeot also really make you think of Talonflame? I, I didn't think of Talonflame before, but I, I could see the connection. The one that uh, that jumps out to me, not with the Mega, just with the line in general, is the Star Raptor line. I mean, that line is just a better Pidgeot yeah. in pretty much every way. And I did use one in my playthrough the whole way through, and that thing's a boss. Yeah, this guy kind of got a little... Uh outdated and replaced yeah this is one of those i think it's one of the first ones we've seen where they truly just retooled it and made it better and then just kind of forgot about it as time went on so speaking of forgot about it this is another line that does not appear in sword and shield no it got it got the chop but i don't think any of the birds do other than talon flame and the new edition of corviknight i am totally okay with them dropping uh, actually this line my mistake they had the pigeon as well that pigeon bird i don't even remember pidov oh yeah you're right pidov and unpheasant yeah that line's in there too so my mistake maybe there's a few in there i think i was gonna say i think there's a couple in there but regardless i actually i was okay with them dropping the pidgey line because like you said it just got outdated like it's just it's literally it's the inspiration for our hypothetical this week of boring or uninspired designs. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was just that whole thing, again, to go back to Gen 1 of they had to design Pokemon as a 2D sprite with a very limited amount of space, and it was in black and white. So there was only so much they could do. A couple of things I wanted to talk about w- with regards to the game and the sprites that you were just uh, speaking to. Uh, first of all, note on the sprite, sick mullet. Oh, yeah. When it was on your they- team fighting for you, that was a raging, like, mullet mixed with 80s hairband hell yeah brother <laughs> it definitely uh had white snake playing in its pokeball <laughs> here we go again <laughs> on my own um, I mean, that, 
And that Pidgey had some chunk in that sprite as well. Oh, yeah. Dude, speaking of the hair, I definitely came across a discussion of apparently that haircut that was really popular in like the 2010s to late 20 teens. Uh, the very short on the top with the very long slicked back on the top was called the Pidgeotto haircut. <laughs> that is incredible. Like people I were am, just. I am so happy people were rocking the Pidgeotto. <laughs> people were just. Uh, if you Google Pidgeotto haircut, it's not like coming up with a bunch of memes of it. It's just coming up with pictures of people hair <laughs> pe- coming it's, up with pictures of people's hair. In- it's just fashionable suggestions. <laughs> Pidgeotto was very ahead of its time. Or either that or it started the trend and everybody just wanted to look like a Pidgeotto. They're like, give me that Pidgeotto look. <laughs> <laughs> but I it, always thought that Jesse from Team Rocket had the Pidgeotto haircut. She kind of does. I mean, it's like I always thought they had the same hair. Back. What if she would just like that? What if she was the original design for Pidgeot? It was just Jesse. <laughs> like just, just a person? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like a pigeon and then like a falcon. And then just a lady. And then Jesse from Team Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just a lady with like... We're crossing like, on to... With we're crazy crossing on pink Digimon hair. territory at this point. <laughs> well, in-game, uh, I forgot to mention for uh, Pidgeotto, it evolves at level 18, and Pidgeot evolves at level 36. Yes. That's pretty high. That's that's just like the starters. That's well, higher than the, the starters in, in, in a way. I, I think that was kind of the point. I mean, it was one of those like, this is your new... Pokemon friend and you got to commit to this one you know it was one of those like you have to you have to work on it Butterfree and Beedrill were kind of we're going to take it easy on you this one's going to evolve quick and by Pidgey they were like this is the game the game is evolving the Pokemon so also it has a medium slow leveling rate and like what a slap in the face to put all that work into it for it to just get bigger I mean that's why it was getting boxed for the most part oh and get a trendy haircut sorry that's worth it (laughs) Anything else you wanted to talk about for Pidgeot? I mean, we already talked about Pidgeotto, so... We talked about just the true duality of this Pokemon, that this thing is, to me, the Pidgey line in general, is so iconic, and it is so recognizable, and yet it is so boring. Is that why, though? I have two theories. Is it iconic because it's so basic, or is it iconic because it's probably, again, going back to the idea of it's one of the first things that people encountered? It's it's both. I mean, it's iconic because you see this thing freaking everywhere if you play Pokemon. It's just the birds. Or watch the you show. See. Yeah, exactly. It's everywhere. Otherwise, you caught it, and you're raising it, and that thing takes a long time to raise, so you like it. But it's it's the ultimate. Like It's not, it's not memorable because it's a fire-breathing dragon or a turtle with guns on its back it's memorable because it's everywhere that's true and because it's relatable because it's so bland it's relatable you're saying we're we're bland yeah do you think (laughs) we're not bland (laughs) no i i like that okay all right just making sure (laughs) last thing i wanted to say uh this is just a very weird in-game uh note i have specific to pidgeot in gen 6 it got a 10 point bump to its speed stat and my only guess why is because I guess they realize that if they're pitching this uh, thing is faster than the speed of sound, maybe it shouldn't have a piss poor speed stat. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say some 10 year old really hyped this thing up as like the fastest thing we've ever seen. So uh, it's got to be fast. <laughs> well, did you want to talk about any cards for Pidgeot before we close it out with a uh, talking few notes on the family? Honestly, the the most iconic thing to me was that 
Koga does not have one. <laughs> that is the most iconic say, thing I could think of. Is that the biggest disappointment to you so far in this podcast? Yes, that I was looking for the hollow Pidgeot. Are but you going to quit on me now? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm done. If Koga doesn't have one, I don't want one at all. Fair enough. Uh, otherwise, that, that base set one is like the only... There's no base set very, Pidgeot. Oh my god, the, the jungle <laughs> one. When, it, when they moved on... The one that's early in my childhood. Welcome to pedantic Pokédex <laughs> Pathfinders. The other one from the 90s. It looks it looks nothing like any other Pidgeot design before or since. It yeah, looks nothing cool. like it. It just looks like an actual eagle. I do have a more recent one that I wanted to make a note of, and that was the alt full art for Pidgeot EX. I had one of the I opened it in a booster about a year, year and a half ago, and it was just like one of those ones that they include in a larger pack. Because they're trying to get rid of it. It has a really metallic -y look in person. It's a cool looking card. I like it. I really like those heavily textured EX cards that they did. They just they just looked really cool. Yeah, like some of the... There was like that. There was a Genesect that was very metallic -y and looked cool. Yeah, just a lot of ridges. It was... Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Is there anything that you had specific? Most of my notes about the family we kind of talked about because we went a little out of order in general, but is there anything you kind of wanted to closing thoughts or wrap it up for the whole family? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool that this has an immunity to ground and ghost. So it's it's a decent spot on your team. Again, I mean, if you want if you want something like this, if you're willing to put in the work, uh, that Pidgeot will put in some work for you later on. I just didn't feel like it had a very good move pull. Well, no, but what in those games does? That's a good point. Uh, my wife is currently playing <laughs> through Gen 2, and basically every Pokemon just has, or she's playing through Crystal, which has an even worse uh, move pool That's than a tough game. Gold and Silver. Yeah, pretty much any Pokemon, they can just do Tackle. Hey, that's all we needed back then. Tackle. <laughs> back in my day, Pokeball. you just rammed your Pokemon into the opposing Pokemon. That's real battling. <laughs> yeah, again, I... I'm hard-pressed to find anything interesting to discuss. It's like writing a term paper on the birds in my backyard. I mean, what what is there to say? Yeah, they, you they may not know this, but this whole podcast has actually been double-spaced. <laughs> and I put it one font larger uh, to help take up that room on the page. <laughs> All right, real quick. I want to go through the uh, numbers, the results from the favorites poll. I know we talked about Pidgeotto briefly. It is so disappointing that Pidgeotto is the lowest. I really <laughs> thought it would be the highest of these three. Yeah, it's My disappointing for you, out of the water. but it was hilarious for it's me. It's very. Uh, <laughs> Pidgey, two, number 266. That is shockingly high for Pidgey. Yeah, I was going to say, I would not expect that thing to be anywhere near the top. You have n n almost near as makes no difference, 900 pokes, and it, your, your, your favorite is a pigeon. Anyway. It's not in, it's not in my tops. Not at all. No, I like I'm hard pressed to remember uh, that it exists. Pidgeotto 325, the lowest, which anybody could have guessed that that would have been the lowest. Uh, <laughs> nobody would have guessed that. Literally nobody would have guessed that. And it's a rare in two sets. Pidgeot number 133. That seems about right, right. to me. Yeah. I, okay. My, it, is the, it is the stage two. The stage two should be the most popular. My stepbrother, who is the right age to have been into Pokemon when he was younger, but he was very casual about it, and I don't think he's thought about it for more than 30 seconds, unlike, you know, us. He once told me that well, Pidge Pidgeot was his favorite Pokemon and one of the few that he still remembered. All right. All right. 
See, again, people people remember this thing. For better or for worse, they, they seem to remember it. I wonder if Pokemon that are, and this may be going down uh, too long form of a discussion, but you know what? I've been talking about the same boring-ass bird for 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not, you're not thrilled by Pidgey? <laughs> Pidgey. Oh, wait till next week. Bigger Pidgey. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know what next week is. All right, I, I wouldn't know. Also, that's two weeks. Or are no. you covering something different on the Beanie Baby podcast next week? Shit, I, I overplayed my hand. <laughs> I'll have to tune <laughs> into uh, the Beanie Baby podcast. I wonder if this is memorable for a lot of people because it's so standard. I'm not trying to call it boring. I, I it, it, far be it for me. That's very subjective. No, I can't. It's it's just it's everywhere. It's it's not that it's boring. It's it's that it's everywhere. It's you know I don't I don't even know another way to describe it. It's everywhere and it's relatable. It's ever present. All right. On that note. I think it's time to close it out. All right. Coming up next, uh, Blaine's Quiz Show. Ben will ask me questions, so stay tuned. Welcome to Blaine's Quiz Show, where we try to stump each other with obscure pokey facts. There will be three questions, and we kind of keep score from week to week. I don't know anymore. It's... It's either two to six, it's six to six, who's to say? Make the call. All right, six to six. All right, I'll take it. I know it's wrong, but... It is. We're just playing for fun from now on. I can't I can't have this much responsibility. <laughs> yeah, Question... I, I don't have a tally going. <laughs> Question number one. According to the beta for Red and Blue, this is very early uh, pre-production stuff for the first generation. What was the original name for Pidgey? Oh... This is a tough one. How would I know this? I, I think think about uh, when I guessed Blasty. What they call it? They call it Pidge. That is one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Man, good old God, Pidge. They are ridiculous. <laughs> All right, I Let's definitely call this one Pidge. I would. I want to do a playthrough at some point when we get enough uh, pokes, and I'm going to catch a Pidgey <laughs> and name it Pidge. And I'm going to catch a Weedle and name it Weedleator. <laughs> Weedleator. Got it. Got Blasty in there. Yeah, we'll get Blasty. So give yourself another point for the uh, tally Ayo. that you're going to forget in two weeks anyway. Question number We're going two. Whose line is it anyway rules? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, question number two. Pidgey is the tiny bird Pokemon. That's what we discussed earlier. There are three other Pokemon that are also the same category, the tiny bird Pokemon. How many of them can you name? Give you a point for each. Man, see, and I was thinking about this, and of course I don't remember them. Uh, the only one that I know is Rookie D. That is correct. And of course I don't remember the other ones. All right, All right. let's see who else. I'll give you a uh, hint. One of them you'll never guess. The other one is so glaringly obvious and close. Is one of them like not a bird? Is that why I'll never guess it? No. I mean, it is a bird. All right. How about uh, Spiro? That is correct. All right. There we go. Yeah. Literally like two families away. And they're like, just do it again. It is what it is. Now I'm like blanking on other birds. I don't remember Talonflame's first evolution it's not, name. It's not that one. Uh, how about Swellow or Taylo? Whichever is the, the basic. No. It is not Swallow. <laughs> um, you want one more, one more guess? I'm trying to think if there's any, if I even know any other birds. Uh, Pidove. Pidove. That is incorrect. It is Natu. Natu. Man. Yeah, that's that's a trick. Yeah, that's a trick I know. Right that, there. <laughs> it, it is a bird. It's a, it's a totem. It's made of no, wood and magic. Zatu is a totem. Natu is not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me, give me the next one. <laughs> 
All right. And finally, our last question in generation one, what is the highest level of this family, whether it be, well, you can't catch a Pidgeot in the wild. So what is the highest level Pidgey or Pidgeotto that can be caught in the wild? I'll before you answer. uh, So it's not a trick question. I will actually give you, it is a different answer for uh, red and blue than it is for yellow. I will accept either one. It's fine. I'm not going to know either of them, so it's fine. I know, but I'll accept either one. <laughs> I will accept I will... your guess if it happens to coincide with either one. I will say this might be like way too low, but I'm going to say 32. Get the hell out of here. Is that it for real? Yeah, that is 100% accurate. Oh, I am a Pokemon master right now. You really are. In oh, that route, is incredible. In what made me 20... think of it was uh, was Doug Trio. You can catch a Doug Trio at level 40. Okay. And I, I remember that. So that's, I don't that's what understand. I used as my guess basis. I have no idea how being able to catch a Doug Trio bro at level 40 made you decide at 32. But sure, I'll signif- take that whack-ass logic. <laughs> it was significant to me. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the number 32. If you had said, oh, I guess oh. 40 because this was 40. But you were like, ah, just knock eight off. And I'm assuming that's it. Oh, Pidgeotto's more trash than Dugtrio. So there it is. I 100% agree with that. But also put a pin in Dugtrio. Oh, uh, yes. Another teaser. I've had two so far. I bet you don't even remember the first one. I don't at all. Okay. So that's going to give you, uh, Man, I guess I should have been keeping score. I was going to say time. you got four points for this one. I think that's a, a new record and it all doesn't matter because you just declared that it doesn't matter. Now I'm going to start. I'm going to go back and figure out these points now. I was going to say, you said it was 62, six to two at the beginning. All right. Now we'll 62, call it to six. Two. <laughs> 62 <laughs> to six. All right. Perfect. Well, that'll do it for Blaine's quiz show. Coming up next is Hypothetical. We have a top three, our top three most boring and uninspired Gen 1 designs. It's time for Hypothetical. Today, a top three, our top three most boring and uninspired Gen 1 designs. Uh, Ben, why don't you go ahead? All right. Number three. This one's going to, this one's going to hurt a little bit, but I have to be honest with myself. It's a personal favorite of ours, but it's so uninspired, it's not even funny. And that's Doug Trio. Yeah, it, it hurts, but it's on my list, too. It's going to be <laughs> on mine, really? too. <laughs> I'll talk... I'll talk about mine, uh, mine as well, but uh, well, let's just, let's. It, is it what number is it on yours? It's number three as well. All right, let's just talk about it together. We'll see, what I what I had on mine is any Pokemon from Gen One that formed a group in order to evolve. Any of them, like Magnemite becoming Magneton. All right, Diglett to will, Dugtrio, coughing to Weezing. Hold, I will actually. I I strongly prefer Dugtrio Bro to. Magneton, but I will give Magneton a pass because it's a magnet and the three of them coming together like makes sense because they're magnetic. It does and, make like, sense. And, and we'll get to their whole lore because I hate to admit that like I've read it before and it's like, oh, it creates like magnetic <laughs> waves and heat around it and stuff like that. And we'll get to it. And I'll go back to pretending no, the, that I don't know other Pokemon in the future. But the, this the laziness of these Pokemon does not affect my love for them. That is what I will say. I don't find weirdly. I don't find coughing and wheezing as like I never thought of like until you said something. I never thought of wheezing as just two coughings put together. Yeah, it's just two fused together. That's what I always thought it was. I always thought it was like a toxic like growth coming off of it. Well, there like it was like like it was budding. They're supposed to be balloon like, but. 
I guess I won't get into it. Yeah, I don't even know that Pokemon. Um, I never heard of it. Yeah, it also, I just have a question with that because it brings up, and I know we're going to get to it when we get to uh, Doug Trio. So, quick tease, we don't have to answer it. But how close do Diglets have to be to one another to become a Doug Trio? Well, since they're right. not magnetic, they have to be touching. Ooh. They have and to that be just opens up. <laughs> embracing under the ground. They have to feel the static another way. Ooh. All right, moving on. All right, yeah. Don't want to get too into uh, each of too, these. too spicy right now. Number two, Electrode. Okay. All right. This brings me no pain to say that it's it is the most boring poke. It is sadly I mean, on my list as well. Okay, what number do you have it at? <laughs> it's number one for me. Oh. This is the most boring Pokemon in Gen One, in my opinion. All right, let's talk about it together then, because I, I, I'll start. Voltorb, I actually think, is kind of a cool idea to have like a hidden Pokemon that is alive. And then all it does is flip upside down and get sassy face. Yeah, I mean, a mimic is a cool idea, but yeah, it flips upside down and just has like a toothy grin. And I always thought of that red shading as like five o'clock shadow. So it's like kind of kind of creepy and weird when he's electrode. It also looks like a fishing lure. Yeah, it's just I don't, it, it just doesn't work for me. It's not no, working other than in knit form. Oh, I mean, in knit form, it's it's adorable. I love it. We'll talk about knit electrode. Save it. <laughs> I'm telling you to save it after I bring it up. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're giving it all away. I'm telling myself to save it. I, I that was not directed at you. I would have been much more appreciative if they had had like, okay, a Voltorb is a fake Pokemon. Is a, I'm sorry. A Voltorb is a fake Pokeball. And when it evolves, it opens up and there's really something else inside or whatever. But instead, yeah, it just, just turns upside down. Yeah, or even just its mouth, you know, like... Uh, sure. Pac-Man. Yeah, well, I was going to say like uh, Terrence and Phillips style. You know, they just mouth splits <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> it just, the top just starts bouncing up and down. But instead, it just turns upside down and gets uh, sassy face. Fun. Inspired. Yeah. Or the opposite of that. My number one. And I hope we don't have the same I hope they are again. the same. I want them to be the same now. Execute. Okay. All right. I do remember you teasing this earlier. I did. You don't like did, a bunch of eggs sitting together? Did, what, what was... All right. Before I talk about... Or I'll phrase it this way. Do we have the same thing for that one as well? We do not have the same one. Okay. Thank God. All right. I'll, I'll say my point on execute real quick. Um, I'm going to give you the pitch meeting. I think that they had already had executor designed and they were like, oh crap, we need something for it. And they were like, all right, well, we've been working for long enough. I'm hungry. Uh, let's take a break. And the guy was like, all right, what should we have? And he went into the fridge and he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's it. Eggs. And that's how we have stupid execute. It's just six eggs sitting on the floor. <laughs> and one of them's cracked. <laughs> yeah. And one or two of them are like kind of pissed off. Also, you can very much tell that it has nothing to do with executor. Guess well, what? what? About trees don't trees don't come from eggs. Well, yeah. What about the the science of yeah of eggs growing up to be trees? Yeah. Why? All right. If you want to be creative, why not have it? Execute should be executor is the coconut Pokemon. Execute should be some oh, sprouting coconuts. coconuts. What if the what if execute became a chicken Pokemon? I would even. I would accept that more. If Execute became like Blaziken, yeah, uh, cool. karate, karate Pants Chicken, it is something else that is made of sprouting coconuts should be what turns into Executor. I just find that design, I really think somebody just opened a fridge and was like, 
fine. Yeah, it's lazy. It's real lazy. All right, give me your last one that uh, we All didn't right. accidentally have together. Mine that was number two, now number one. It's got to be <laughs> the normal type pink blob himself. It's Ditto. How dare you? <laughs> Again, this is no bearing on how much I love these Pokemon. They are just I boring. Think, <laughs> I think Ditto all right, you and I are going to have to uh, disagree. We're not even agreeing to disagree. Just disagree here because I actually think Ditto is one of like the more inspired designs. There is no way that a blob is inspired. I'm not talking about the story. I'm talking about the design, and it is just but, Pink Blob. Okay, it's a lump of clay. Yes, exactly. Right, but that's the whole point, is that you can turn clay into anything, and that's what Ditto does. No, we're not We're not talking about story. I'm talking about why not looking mu- at that. Why not, why not muck? Muck is a pile of ooze. No, that's sewage. That's that's uh, more creative. You think sewage <laughs> is more creative than a lump of clay that oh, yeah. you can shape into anything, and that corresponds to its lore within the universe? Yep, lazy as hell. Oh, my God. I really <laughs> thought we were on the same page uh, for the first so you, two. You really but, think that in the Pokemon daycare, the Ditto meets up with Bulbasaur, yes. and they're just playing Play-Doh together? You think that's what happens? Yes, and you can't tell me otherwise. All right, fair point. And don't ruin this for me. No, that, that is what happens. You're right. All right. Thank you. I led a very sheltered childhood. <laughs> we used words like weed later. When a man and woman love each other very much, they uh, play Play-Doh together. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's a weed later involved. There's some Play-Doh involved. <laughs> hey, and you get more Pokemon. All right. Well, uh, that's my top three. Well, I'll agree with two of them very strongly. Yeah. Ditto and uh, Doug Trio. <laughs> Actually, no, we'll leave Doug Trio out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for episode six, where we covered number 16 through 18, the Pidgey family. We basically just covered the same bird three times, so so be it. As with every other episode, please share it with your friends. Please give us a like, leave a comment. Next week, another Pidgey episode. Why not? Is that going to be on the Beanie Baby podcast? Yeah. It's two weeks. <laughs> we are a bi-weekly podcast. No, they don't know that. <laughs> I, I hope they're not finding something to listen to every week. No, they don't do it. Thanks for listening to Pokedex Pathfinders. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. I'll catch you on the next one. See ya.